Hello IGTV for those of you that know on IGTV, I'm on Instagram live. So if you're listening to this somewhere else on the on the YouTube or the podcast, you'll be wondering what the hell I'm rambling here. I have got Cam Beauty coming on today. So I'm going to have a chat with Abby and this is all going smooth. So I am Jen Wilson for anybody who doesn't know who I am. I am jenwilson.com. There you are. Hello, it works. <laughs> yeah, that's like the smoothest transaction that yeah. I've had so far. That's brilliant. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, right, okay, we're, something's happening. It's working, it's working. <laughs> Step back a wee bit. I'm sitting down, in, I'm at my mum's house today because I'm getting a bathroom fitted. So oh, I've not got an actionable toilet. So I'm down at my mum's house. So nothing's where I'm used to it being. I'm yeah. sitting down on the floor because the the light coming in the window is too close and it just makes my face really white. So, and I think I'm on a creaky floorboard as well. <laughs> the joys. <laughs> True life is what it is. I know, that's it. I know, I know. <laughs> so, Abby, thank you so much for coming on today. You're very welcome. This it's part of the Healing Rebel series, so I'm interested in talking to people that are either doing things for themselves to help heal their bodies, look after self-care, or if they are helping encourage their clients or participants. And wait, how long ago was it that you you got me to do that video for your guys? It was in September last year. It felt like it was only this year. I was like, I know. A <laughs> it's been a wee while. <laughs> so, let's, let's have a chat, like introduce yourself and your business and then have a wee chat about what that was that you did back in September. Okay, um, so my name is Abby. Um, I own Cam Beauty and Cam Academy. Cam Beauty is a beauty salon and we have previously kind of focused on, well, a bit of everything really, but mostly um, led by kind of waxing, nails, brows. Um, but with everything that's happened in the last year, we kind of renewed our focus and while we're still going to be doing all of our standard treatments, we're really tailoring it now into the kind of self-care side of things um, and really focus I think actually mostly been spurred on by some of the kind of government chat um, when we closed at the kind of focus of it's not just about that superficial thing it's also about your beauty treatments make up who you are and how you see yourself yeah. um, and off the back of that we have also opened up um, our own academy to train the next sort of generation of beauty professionals so I finished my teaching degree just at, before the pandemic kicked off last year. Um, so yeah. we're using that to kind of train up the next um, industry experts to be basically doing the same thing and keeping yeah. self-care at the focus of absolutely everything we do for ourselves, for our team and for our clients. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my spirit. Such a good way to have it focused because, you know, self-care from, I imagine from a beauty point, had like even for me, I, like, I don't really do anything. I have a shower, wash my hair occasionally. Yeah, I me too sometimes. <laughs> wear makeup and anything like that because for me I'm just like mm, that's not for me but then that's part of my self-care whereas for somebody else putting their makeup on some people would say it's just for vanity but actually it's about you feeling confident in yourself would that yeah. be right? A hundred percent and I think this is something we've really noticed with the kind of break that we've had with our clients coming back and um, sometimes they were just coming in just for a bit of a kind of chat and a catch-up and because we're the first humans that they've seen and five months tight and then um that was kind of the general feedback you know like it's not just about 
oh, I'm going to get my nails done for a night out or because we're not going anywhere. Now it is about, I need to come in, I need to decompress, I need to chat to you specifically because my husband or my boyfriend or my friends or everyone else has got their own stuff going on. And it's that element of slight removal from the situation, but still with enough kind of care. Um, and yeah, it's just, I think that is the thing. We've, you've got to do whatever it means to you. And when we talk about self-care, it's not just about, although I, me personally, I advocate for yoga and meditation and everything like that. For some people, it's not about that. For some people, it is go get your hair done, go get your waxing done, go get your nails done. Um, and I think that needs to be more of an open conversation now going forward as we come out into real life again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the 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 program that you ran it was for the whole month of September. Yeah, self yeah, September. Tell us, a, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so it was really just, um, we worked with a lot of Glasgow businesses um, who, some of them did similar things to us and some of them were completely different, but everybody focused in their own right on sort of self-care. So it was kind of trying to create a catalogue for our clients and also for your clients and anyone else that took part of people that kind of had that at the centre of their ethos as businesses and where all of our clients can kind of tap in to that. And some people did wee bits for us um, online and going forward that's something we want to do more of and um, certainly as we go back and hopefully when we're allowed to do it in real life we would like to be able to do that as well yeah yeah that's so good that's so good and what's the sort of response that you're getting from your clients i think it's it's quite positive and i mean we've always kind of accidentally i suppose had wellness and in, in our focus it's just something that happens i think in our industry um and so now that we've created a kind of conversation around it and making it a safe place for people to reach out to us and chat to us and know that we are someone that we've had the kind of extra training and we can give the support and we can even if it is just something like look go and give yourself a night off and have a bath and put the kids to bed early you know even if it's something as simple as that sometimes you need someone who's slightly removed from the situation to tell you to go and do that yeah. so that's kind of the, almost the role that we've kind of taken always by mistake and I think now it's about sort of recognizing that that is our role in society and um yeah the, the feedback has been quite positive uh, for that i'm looking forward to being able to do it more when we're reopened again yeah i think people kind of underestimate what they like beauty therapists hairdressers yeah. and even like personal trainers yoga teacher pilates teacher people come and tell you stuff That's and you're it, like, yeah. wow they're <laughs> really opening up and yeah. some really personal stuff and i when I first started in the industry, I was no, noticing that. And I, was, I started, I went to college and did my HNZ in health, fitness and exercise. And while I was there, I was working in the industry as well. And at that point, at this very start, I was like, I need to know more than just how to move people's body. I need to understand the mindset. Yeah. And I went away and did my NLP qualifications and got involved in that neuro-linguistic program and understanding yeah. the stories that we tell ourselves, our limiting beliefs, how we can chop and change that. Because people see us as more than just that person that's doing their nails, doing their hair, helping them look a particular way or move better or whatever it is. Have you looked into anything additional like that? Yeah, funny actually you're seeing that because I was just um, on a meeting last Friday with someone who specialises in NLP. It was just so exciting and interesting. Um, I think that the stuff you're saying about inner dialogue is the, is the main thing for me. Like I think that you know 98% of our issues come from the way that we speak to ourselves mm. and I think that that's something that we probably need to focus on more and be more mindful of is what what do we actually tell ourselves when we look in the mirror and 
you know, the thoughts that we have in our heads about whether we can do something or we can't do something, whether we believe what someone said about us or whether we're, you know, mentally resilient enough to kind of say, that's not me. Um, and we, as part of that, we've actually created a, a sort of free tool on our academy website. So um, for anyone that's listening, you can go to www.canacademy.com and go into our online courses. And as part of the free tools, there's a self-care audit that you can download automatically. And one of the sections on that is on your inner dialogue and how you speak to yourself. Um, it is only one of the sections, but for me, that's the absolute biggest. And even for myself personally, I notice a real dip in my, my moods and my mindset and what I can actually achieve on a day-to-day basis based on how I speak to myself. And I think we're all the same, aren't we? Yeah, 100%. That's one of the things that I'm always teaching my clients as well is become aware, be curious yeah. about the things you're saying to yourself, the actions that you're taking, how you experience things in your body. And one day things might feel really easy and really nice and other days things might feel clunky and really challenging but rather than and this this is kind of comes from from the yoga perspective of practicing non-judgment yeah 100% how can I be kind to myself in this or things just feeling a bit tight today and when you think back over the last couple of days or the last week oh actually well I've been really stressed or I've not been sleeping well or I'm really dehydrated or my food's not been very good whatever it is but just go all right okay because you can't and yeah. I'm always telling the clients you can't change anything until you're aware of what it is you actually do yeah totally agree write a food diary notice your mood before and after you eat notice how your body feels like doing all these these little things so that could that kind of thing would be really useful for your clients like yeah how do you feel before you book in for an appointment? What's your, what's your motivation to book in for an appointment? How does that make you feel so that you start to tune into, oh, I'm booking in for this appointment because it makes me feel good and yes. I'm allowed to feel good. I think that's something that women particularly, if they feel good about themselves and they portray that, people can put that down. Yeah, oh, 100%. Don't be too confident. Yeah, <laughs> stay in your box. And I think even just giving yourself, as you said, the permission to be able to kind of spend that time and, and even the kind of financial aspect on yourself and recognising that it makes you a better person, not because of the kind of cosmetic side of it. So whether that's yoga and you can finally touch your toes or whether it's getting your nails done and, you know, having a look at your nails and putting them on Instagram. It's not about that aspect of it. It's about what it's actually doing for your, your mindset while you're kind of in those stretches or while you're sitting down and having a chat and venting and then kind of looking at your nails and thinking, oh my God, like this just makes me feel like me again. Um, it's It sounds like such a silly, simple thing, but I think quite often it is the silly, simple things that are the absolute key to being that wee bit stronger every day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's definitely, we need to to look for the joy and the, the everyday things, because if you're looking for that excitement and that big gushy end of movie moment and every element of your day all you're going to do is feel really let down yeah but if your best friend just sends a text message going oh hi how you doing be so appreciative of that or if somebody yeah. makes eye contact and smiles at you in the street or you do that to somebody else and you're making somebody else's day so it's really look for the simple things isn't it yeah 100% when I was on the um, NLP thing on Friday the guy said something that's actually really stayed with me in the last few days and it was that joy doesn't bring gratitude but gratitude brings joy and I think that that is 
so true. Um, if we can kind of find the the gratitude in those small like everyday things, it does make such a difference to make your mentality. And I think it also makes you look at things that go wrong in a slightly different way. And you can almost find the kind of appreciation in those kind of hiccups in your life as well if you just readdress the way that you're looking at it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like I talk about that when it comes to pain. Um like the pain, like any kind of pain, whether it's physical or emotional, it's there to attract your attention. So be grateful for yeah. that because it's bringing your attention into your body, into your actions so that you can make a change. So it's being yeah, totally agree. horrible as it can feel when your body's in pain or whether your heart's broken or whatever, it feels horrible. But finding a way to accept it and then go right okay this is happening for a reason because there needs to be change occurring in, yeah. in my life how, how did you get into this aspect of it from within the beauty industry i think um it's been a combination of things um i think like quite a lot of any of us that go into this side a lot of it's from personal experience and mm -hmm. um, finding out things that work for yourself and then kind of thinking why does everybody not know this i have to do more <laughs> to show people <laughs> that this kind of stuff works um, but also because, as I said, it's been a kind of unconscious thing that, I mean, there's a kind of joke um, through the sort of hair and beauty industry in general that we're the kind of unpaid therapists of the, of the world, you know. Um, so I think it is that kind of recognition as well of, you know, we are here to help and we are being almost used as a, as a means of, um, you know, venting and, and getting things out the clients need to sort of say to someone who is slightly removed. So why not? Um, have the kind of correct training behind that and, and actually make a difference to somebody rather than just sort of listening and going great that's such a shame for you and off you go enjoy your, your day so, you know you want to make be able to actually make an impact I suppose yeah yeah definitely 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 but where are you based um, so we've just moved. We moved um, in October. Actually, it was October, but with, with lockdown, it still quite feels quite new. Um, so we're in Hope Street in Glasgow, just directly across from Central Station. So pretty central. That's bang, bang in the city centre. Yes. <laughs> How have you personally found lockdown? Like, from ago? Yeah. <laughs> I The first one I found... The first one was strange, actually, because I think as we went into lockdown... Being a business owner and having staff, it was absolutely horrendous because no one really knew, you know, they were kind of saying a few weeks, but I think I kind of knew it would be maybe at the time, maybe a few months. I'm not really sure how we were going to manage um, the logistics of that. Then the weather was really nice and all the logistics figured themselves out. So that part was really nice. <laughs> and then when we went back into lockdown again, I personally actually really, really struggled from sort of Christmas until the end of January, whether partly that was to do with the weather and the rain and not being able to get out as much and um it might have been having that little bit of freedom to begin with as well and then having it taken away again yeah. um something that i would personally say has really helped me because I'm, I'm you know i'm actually now although i'm looking forward to going back i'm finding lots of stuff to do in, in lockdown to fill my days um yeah. is that i have started to meditate as a kind of rule um i don't allow myself to go a couple of days because I know that myself that even if I go one or two days without doing it that it actually really I mean it's almost strange how vastly it impacts my mood the kind of following days I am I'm doing yoga regularly now and I think these things 
the two of them together, you know, they can be as accessible or as not as accessible as you like. The meditation videos, if you know someone like yourself who does meditation, it's great. Um, but you can also access it like on, you know, like YouTube and things like that. And I know you've got content out on um, some of your socials as well. So it can be as accessible as, you know, as you need it to be. Um, and the other thing that's really worked for me um, is a really, really structured routine. I have to have my to-do list and I have to have time slots for it and I have to tick them off and it gives me huge satisfaction as I tick off each task. But doing those three simple things makes, a, even if it's, I mean, yesterday was my son's birthday, so I took the full day off. I still wrote in my diary day off because yeah. it just gives me that sort of structure of that's what I'm doing today. I don't need to concentrate on anything else. And it's amazing the difference that I, I would contribute those three things to the difference in my mood from January to now. Um, even with being busy with kind of organising things, going back to work and any kind of bad news that I get um, or anything like that, it just hasn't affected me in the same way as it maybe previously would have. Um, and I know that it, some people will say it's not for them, but for me, yoga and meditation was not for me five years ago and I just couldn't see how it would ever become you know part of my life and I didn't understand how it worked and I would just almost say like if you haven't tried it try it because I mean I not that I need to tell you that but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's good to hear it's good to hear it from other people and it's not yeah. just banging my, banging my own gum <laughs> yeah no it honestly has it's been it's been the difference it's just um amazing I would highly recommend to anyone who hasn't tried it yet so have you got a particular style of meditation that you like to do or do you have like a selection of them or yeah a wee selection because I think I'm still dabbling I do prefer a kind of guided meditation because I feel like I don't have the kind of willpower yet to kind of see myself through one yet maybe one day <laughs> but at the moment that that's what kind of works for me and keeping them short kind of 10 minutes you know five minutes 10 minutes but I think actually that's the beauty of it is again even just taking two or three minutes out of your day if that's all you can kind of afford to do in terms of how busy you are um for me one thing that's really worked quite well is just before I go to bed putting something on and listening to it because you're lying down anyway so you may as well use that time and it, it has made such a difference well I've improved your sleep as well then oh yeah a hundred percent I'm not a big sleeper in general but um yeah I'm definitely sleeping better now than I ever have done I mean, there's so many different styles and methodologies of, of meditation. Yeah. You anything from sitting really still, just focusing on your breath, trying to quieten the thoughts, to going out for a run. Yeah. You know, or doing some sort of craft or art. It's, I, I always tell people um, when I'm teaching them, it's finding the thing that just allows you to switch off from everything yeah. else that's going on about you. And it might be that you just you sit and draw a line and colour it in. You know, it could be anything at all like that, that you just allow more quiet to come. And then the thing, for me, certainly, the more that I do it, the more I want to do it. Yeah. So I used to used to sit for five minutes, and then it went to 10 minutes, then it went to 20 minutes. And see, now I lie on the floor, I've got my electric blanket on, I've got a couple of blankets over me, I've got my knees supported, my head supported, I pillow on, listening to music, and I can sometimes lie there for an hour. Yeah, it's like I'm sure I've got loads of stuff to do. <laughs> who cares? Oh, no, who cares? There's an old <laughs> an old proverb. I can't remember if it's Japanese or Chinese, and it's like the the Zen masters saying to the student, "You need to meditate for an hour every day." And they're like, "I don't have an hour to meditate every day." And the master goes, "You need to meditate two hours then." Yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> 
here, the, the more I don't have time, I don't have time, and you yeah. hear that so much. I just don't have time, I just don't have time. Like you need to, you need to make the time because that. Yeah. So busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. You never get anything done because you're so busy. You don't. Frantic. Yeah, I think it's so true. You're just, and, and that's the thing. It's like almost like letting go of that to become more productive isn't it and I think the other thing is as well it's like how much time do you spend scrolling through your phone or sitting in front of Netflix or really like although that might seem like downtime it's not productive really and it's not conducive to your mental health and well it's all right to have days like that and times like that it's also about I guess valuing yourself enough to give yourself that kind of concrete time where you are just allowing yourself that rest um from your own thoughts and everything else that's going on because I know myself if I'm scrolling through my phone I'm still kind of comparing myself to other people or if I'm watching Netflix I've still got something in the back of my mind or oh, really should be doing that or it's different when you actually elect to give yourself some kind of mindful time isn't it yeah I think that some people feel guilty that they're sitting doing nothing yeah but not understanding that doing nothing is doing something yeah but that's the point yeah, that's, that's yeah. what you put in that calendar meditation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do write that down as well. <laughs> yeah. you, just, you just feel so much better for yeah. it afterwards. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. So you, when you're working, when you get to work in the sun, you're reopening on the 26th of April? Fingers crossed, yeah. yeah. I really oh, have for you as well. My partner's a massage therapist, so I'm, he's been the same as you guys yeah. been working for months and months and months how do you how are you feeling about going back to work I'm excited we're making quite a lot of big changes um so I'm keen to kind of get in over the next sort of few weeks and implement some of the things that I need to do within the salon um I kind of you know have reservations as well about I suppose going back after all this time and also whether or not it will be the last lockdown or you know we might end up back in one um if the news is to be believed but I think you've got to just kind of you know take take the good with the bad which is what I'm, I'm trying to do I'm excited to get back and see everybody and I know that clients are anxious to get in as well so yeah yeah so with your academy most of it is going to be practical stuff when you're doing yeah, um, we do have like some business courses coming up as well um, and probably a lot of that will be able to be utilised online and all of our theory for all of our beauty courses is all online um, at the moment as well and that will probably continue um, with a bit of kind of like support um, ongoing from us um, but all of the practical side is all practical based so you have to be sort of in the academy to, to do it. We don't do any kind of online practical training at all. Yeah, so do people just sign up as and when, or do you have like set like uh, seasons? I was going to call them. What do you call those things that you could do at college? Modules. <laughs> so, like semester and trimester. Oh, like, yeah, oh. semester. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> set, set, set times where you start and completion dates so together well that's one of the kind of changes that we're implementing so the short courses that are for therapists that are already kind of working in the industry and they're they've already got a, a kind of main qualification so like an hnd or an nbq or whatever their equivalent is um they kind of tend to work on a rotational basis so roughly once a month they are held um and it's just normally for the most part a day course depending on what their level of experience is 
but something that we're working on at the moment is bringing people in um, that are newbies and so that will work it will be a set start date you'll have to apply for that so it's not a you know just kind of log on and pay whatever and um it's a application process that they have to go through to figure out whether they're suitable for the course and whether we're suitable for them and within that we're kind of wanting to embed absolutely everything that we've talked about today so um not only the practical skills but also giving them the business skills giving them the support to essentially be able to go and start a career um and with that all the kind of client care stuff that comes with that um so that I, I suppose I kind of created it thinking what would I have wanted when I was at college if there was this available to me and so what I decided was rather than kind of having to especially coming out of the pandemic where people may be switching careers maybe be a bit older and don't want to start at the bottom and claw their way up to the top if there was something where they could come in they could get the practical support but also be essentially ready to launch a business um, with that kind of foundation I suppose um so that's something that we're kind of looking to do within the next few months hopefully we'll be able to launch that a lot of the kind of bare bones of it is ready to go so um that's where we're at with that at the moment so exciting I know yeah I'm excited about that it'll be good to kind of support someone through their whole journey um so yeah we'll see how it goes but that's the plan yeah I think I imagine the beauty industry being kind of similar to the fitness industry and as much as when I was at college, you went to college and then you got sent off into the world and you didn't really ever, nobody ever was there to support yeah. you unless you went and paid for a coach or you found a niche that you really wanted to go into. And even at that, you go along, you do the qualification and they go, thanks very much for your money. Yeah. Your <laughs> and then the support from that goes again. So having, yeah. having that kind of relationship where you can really help nurture and people feel that they can come back to you at any time to say, hey, can you yeah. give me some advice? Or I'm doing this. Can you have a wee look and like, give me feedback so that you're yeah. always growing and progressing? A hundred percent. I think it's about building the community as well. Um, because I think the way that our industry is going is a lot of people do want to be self-employed now. But with self-employment comes loneliness a lot of the time unless you're hiding staff. And even if you have staff, there's the hierarchy involved. Um, so having something where you can kind of build a community of not just your classmates but people that have kind of came through before you um, and you can just offer all of that support as well as the support of us as the academy I just think it's something that's really missing um, so yeah that's our kind of like long-term plan is to is to kind of embed that structure within our industry of a kind of go-to place um, for people. Yeah, I remember when I started out self-employed, there was so much stuff that I had no idea what, yeah, what I needed to do. Actually turn what? And I know. What? Like, you just, you, and you can feel really overwhelmed. And self-employment isn't for everybody. It's not yeah. a case of just, some people just need somebody to provide the clients for them and they, they need a job. Yeah. And that's 100% case. There's no, I don't think there's a hierarchy of yeah, versus an employed person. It's you have to do what feels right for you, what makes you feel safe and secure, whatever that means to you. And then, yeah. and then work with that. So do you do like stuff around people's values? Yes, uh huh. We do that actually. I've just been writing that this morning. Even within our short courses, we kind of do that as well because I think, and I think actually the health and fitness industry is the same. That people come from all sort of aspects of you know different training routes, and sometimes it's good just to even if it is a short course, just remind people of what the kind of like values and expectations 
of us as a professional are. Um, because I know myself when I've been on short courses, even though I, I, I did the traditional unit and went, went to college first for three years, um, a lot of that is missing. Mm. And sometimes even when you've been working for a long time, it is because you do get bogged down on numbers and things like that. It's good to just remember why you're doing what you're doing, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we I've just been writing that this morning, actually, funnily enough. <laughs> I must have known. I know. <laughs> You'll be like that. Have you been watching me? I know. Hold on. Yeah, no, values is something that I, I was speaking to one of my clients about just last Saturday because they were really struggling with their work balance versus what they wanted their life to look like versus this, that, and the next thing. And I was like, look, you need to sit down and work out what your values are yeah. and then look at the company you work for and see what their values are and see why it feels like you're in a big conflict yeah. and where you are once you get clarity on that and where you are within your relationship and what your relationship is with your food yeah. people don't really think about their, their personal values when it comes to food they just eat whatever they're used to eating yeah. rather than looking at oh, why do I eat this what does it give me how do I feel being able to to bring that in when you then start living by and working with your values you understand yourself better you understand everything yeah. else around you better and I think again it goes back to that kind of um like silly simple task thing of sometimes just taking that time out to think about what your actually values and your ethics are and what your goals are and how they're aligned with what you're doing right now it's such a simple thing, but it, it makes all the difference. I actually did this with them. Um, I've got one staff member at the moment, and I did it with her recently. I made up a couple of sheets and sent it over to her, and I just said, don't share it with me, but just I want you to fill it in. And we'll work, work, just work through your goals from, like, 100 all the way down to five, you know, main goals that you want to achieve within the next year to two years. And think about where you're kind of sitting now compared to where those goals are. And then when we come back to work, we can talk about if any of those goals are something that I can kind of help you achieve. Um, and do you know what the end of that, the risk would be that she could have turned around and said, actually, one of my goals or one of my values is that I realise I don't have that where I am right now. Um, but for me, that's, that would have been absolutely okay because that, you know, my value is and, and my kind of ethics and beliefs are that I want to, everyone to be excelling around me because I feel like that, that makes me excel. Um, and I suppose that we talk about kindness a lot, but that's really what it comes down to, isn't it? It's kind of supporting each other and everybody will make a bitchy comment now and again and we all have bad days, but ultimately at your core, what kind of person do you want to be and are you living that life now? And if not, what are you doing about changing that? And it's really as simple as that. Yeah, I think I, I get the impression that you're a very similar teacher to me and that when you're training somebody, you want them to be better than you. 100% so that they can go on and do what they need to do in the yeah. world because some teachers you get only want to let you get to a certain level as long as it's still below them yeah <laughs> we've all That's been there I, think. <laughs> I just don't get that no like you need to you need to really nurture and it doesn't matter whether my clients don't want to ever go on and teach yeah even if they're, they're coming to one class a week, it's like, right, how can I teach you to get the most out of your body and yeah. be amazing at this so that you really get what you need to get from it? Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think if you're if you're committing the time to like go into a class or coming into a salon or whatever it may be, you should get your, you know your value of it. That should be the best kind of hour or two hours or whatever it may be of your 
your week and then as you start to think like that you can embed that practice into everything that you're doing and anything that you're doing that you're not enjoying get rid of it (laughs) and I think that even I don't know how like your clients I know like I always go and see the same hairdresser I've got loyalty to her and I've had conversations with other people who are very loyal to their beautician or to their hairstylist or their personal trainer or the class that they go to but then something in them changes that they're like oh I don't know they're not they're not still painting my nails the way that I like them or like you've just kind of both grown in slightly different directions and being able to just go do you know what I'm actually going to try another another yes. trainer or another coach or another hairstylist or another beautician people feel so guilty about that like yeah um even between like the, the two of us that work together um clients almost feeling like oh like I don't want to go with you know that other person in case it offends you or and it's like it's, to- it's totally fine like I want you to get the best out of whatever it is that we're doing together so if that's if that's me, great. And if it, if you can equally get something great with someone else, some of the time that's also great because that frees up my time as well. So actually it can be beneficial for both of us. Um, yeah, I just think that's something as I've, I've learned as the longer I've been sort of self-employed, I suppose, and, and being able to make my own decisions is that I want to work with people who want to work with me and that's the bottom line. Um, so there's lots of um, clients to go around for everyone and there's lots of... Um, therapists to go around for everyone so you just find someone that fits well with what your values are and yeah. you go from there and then what you need in that time and yeah it might be acrylics for a long period of time and then you might want to change to something else or not yeah. want to have your nails done or whatever it is and it's just knowing and I'm going to speak for myself it's okay to dump me oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay 100% I want to try somebody else yeah. that's totally fine like obviously I'll, I'll be like oh that's a shame that they are going but yeah I also actively encourage it I had a, a client once that came in and it, I could tell there was something up because he was a bit a bit distracted throughout the session and then towards the end of the session he's like I've got something I need to tell you <laughs> I want to go and do XYZ with this other trainer and I went oh that's brilliant you should totally do that like I was <laughs> so excited for them that they had felt like they had grown enough within their own fitness that they wanted to try this other thing that was something that I would never ever ever have taught them because it wasn't my area of expertise it wasn't something I was interested in it's like brilliant go and do that go and try it and see how and if you don't like it you're always welcome to come back and if I never see you again that's also okay as well Um, well I think that's the thing as well that sometimes they do come back and sometimes they'll come back for something slightly different and um, I've got clients who were clients of mine for a long time and then maybe I've moved jobs or um when I went on mat leave or something's happened and um we're still friends on Facebook and they still like like some of the things that I shared and but I haven't seen them since um, and I'm expecting some of that with um coming out of the other side of the pandemic as well because a lot of people's situations will have changed yeah but that's fine we're still here for whenever they want to come back if they do and if not it's totally fine. I think it's, I suppose it's about kind of like fitting into your own sort of space and having the kind of self-confidence maybe to, to sort of say that's like, I don't need to have everybody and it's totally fine. Um, and that kind of helps you grow as a person as well, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And I think if you if you do say to somebody, I don't want to work with you anymore and they're totally fine about it, that then makes you go, oh, that's totally okay that I've done that. Yeah, you, that was not a big deal. Yeah. Sometimes we make it up a bigger deal in our heads than it really is. Yeah, yeah totally. Yes, I have a wee tissue. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to chat about today before we wrap up? No, I think you've covered everything. Everything and a little bit more. I know. <laughs> like, I don't like to have too. Oh, excuse me. Don't like to have too much structure to the conversation. Yeah. Like loosely, we'll chat around this and then see where the conversation goes. And I've always done that with um with my podcasts. So I'm going to when we end this call, I'm going to put this out on my YouTube channel and mm. onto my podcast. And I'll, I'll save it so that it saves on to IGTV. So for anybody who didn't manage to jump on live, they can watch it at another time. Or I find that putting it on the podcast is good because you can listen to a podcast in yeah. the while doing other stuff on your phone. Yeah, quite like that as well. I see IGTVs and I look at the length of them and I'm like, oh, I really want you want to see that but I've got other stuff I need to do yeah. on this device so um I've found putting it on the, the podcast has been quite useful and it's on SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes iPodcast Apple Podcast whatever they're called Google Pod oh it's on I think all <laughs> um so your people can should be able to see that your handle for here is at cam beauty and it's cam k-a-double-m yeah and then our academy one is at cam academy so just the same spelling again as well and then the website is cam so um we've got two so the beauty side is the, just for it to be extra is yep. www.cambeauty.com and then the academy is www.camacademy.com and you'll find the self-care audit which is free and downloadable instantly on the academy website amazing amazing well, abby thank you so much thank you for having me lovely chat i know it was so nice to catch up with you again I know. hopefully we'll get to see each other in real life kind of soon i know that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed I know. 100%. right have a good day for the rest of your day and i'll tag you in these when they're uploading into the different places um, thank you so much jen see you later right, thank you bye, bye.